It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Tina Haramiu. And I'm Hilary Doherty. And we host the Muck Podcast, where we discuss the dark and sometimes weird true stories in American politics. And let me tell you, there are some weird ones. Girl, did you ever hear that story about how a deputy's wife practiced sex work in her home and a local commissioner got caught up in it? What? Woo! What about how a gun advocate senator out of California engaged in gun trafficking? I mean, what is he thinking? Hypocrite. (laughs) (laughs) Capital H. Hey, we cover all that and more from Maladies, Madness, Mischief, and Murder in United States politics. Well, you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts and check us out on social media at The Muck Podcast. Hi, everyone. Hello. I'm Lauren. I am Ken. This is Paradise After Dark. Dark, dark, dark. Off topic. Off topic. And if you're listening to this, that means you are a patron. And you are wonderful, and we love you. And we thank you for your support. That's the reason we do this off topic show for you guys. Exactly. You guys only. From the time we had one until now. So it's great. We try to give you the best content as much as we can and stuff like this, like off topic. Like we talk about every time, this to us is like, oh, we can just kind of get on here. We pick a topic. And a lot of what you're going to get is just us talking, which is great. And I really, really enjoyed the Navy episode that we just did. So if you didn't listen to it, go back because I really enjoy listening to Lauren talk about that because it, it, you can just see her glow when she's talking about it. It was <laughs> a time in her life she loved. But So welcome tonight. And we just actually finished recording our 50th episode. It's the big 50. Big five zero. Five zero. So yeah, we just got done recording that for an hour and some minutes. And here we are recording another episode for Off Topic. Well, we apologize because we are off a little bit. Lauren had to actually go in and actually cover somebody's shift today, or, well, our normal record day, not today. Yeah, I had to work on and Wednesday. I, I had Wednesday to go... is our normal record day. Exactly. So, and, and now I... it's Friday. Friday, so we're a little behind. We were a little behind last week, but we had a lot of stuff going on. It's like, for, for whatever reason, we have a lot of stuff going I on. I know. It's like we can't catch up. I was, I was and trying... And we have so much coming up. We've got uh, weddings. We've got vacations. We've got 
I've got birthdays. A, I've got stuff to do to our new squally hunting machine. We've got football machine. games. We've got concerts. Oh, oh my god. gosh, we have so much. Oh my god! Up. Don't talk about. Let's not talk about football because my Redskins are zero and two. Oh well, can we talk about my Dolphins for a second? Knock knock. Who's there? Owen. Oh, and two. Oh, and two. Oh, it's going to be great because we're going to the Redskins Dolphins game exactly. in Miami. And it's really kind of a toss up. I mean, last time, last time I the knew, Dolphins won. I knew going to that game that the Dolphins were going to win. I kind of knew that the Dolphins were going to win going to that game. We were crappy. We couldn't get quarterbacks. And I'm thinking to myself, this time we've got the, no, we're still crappy and we're still struggling with quarterbacks. So. But uh, but the dolphins are really really crappy right now. Yeah, like well, really crappy. Monday night football. So Monday night football is the Redskins and the Bears. So we're hoping that we can beat the Bears, and if so, then I feel pretty good about the Dolphins. I'm a little disappointed because I think we should have waited to buy tickets because we might actually get them for free if the Dolphins <laughs> I go. know. We already bought the tickets <laughs> so, before the season started. And, and the night before that, we're going to Chris Stapleton because Ken's birthday is coming up. And, and three is, days before Chris Stapleton, I'm going to 21 Pilots in Tampa. And then we're going, and I'm going up riding in North Florida. And then Saturday, oh my I mean, God. it's so crazy. Be quiet, be quiet, be quiet. It's, you're going to get me overwhelmed. She gets overwhelmed. My fight or easy. flight response is going to... She's going to run out the door. Okay. Which brings us to the next subject we'd like to talk about. Okay, so the premise of this, the whole reason for this is the other day I posted on Instagram, I posted a quote, and it said, Never discredit your gut instinct. You are not paranoid. Your body can pick up on bad vibrations. If something deep inside of you says something is not right about a person or a situation, trust it. And I got an overwhelming response on Instagram and Facebook because everything I post to Instagram automatically goes to Facebook. And I got so many likes and comments and it just got me thinking that this should be our topic for our next off topic, which gut instincts. Exactly. So. Because gut, gut instinct is something everyone has experienced. Yes. Everyone has had like that nagging feeling about something or something that just pops in your head. Or you're thinking about somebody and all of a sudden the phone rings and it's them. It's it's like a sixth sense or intuition or whatever you want to call it. Not to be confused with Facebook ads that when you mention someone to, something to someone or you think of something, there's an ad for it in your Facebook feed. That's different. Examples of gut instincts. A sudden feeling of dread or fear that's out of context. A strong urge to do something feels like an inner nudge or pull. Full body chills, goosebumps, or tingles up the spine, nausea or physical uneasiness, sudden hypervigilance or being on high alert, or a clear and firm voice within you instructing you to do or not to do something. So I found from an article in Psychology Day, intuitions or gut feelings are sudden, strong judgments whose origin cannot immediately explain. Although they seem to emerge from an obscure inner force, they actually begin with a perception of something outside, a facial expression, a tonal voice, a visual inconsistency so fleeting you're not even aware that you noticed it. The best explanation psychologists now offer is that intuition is a mental matching game. The brain takes in a situation, does a very quick search of its files, and then finds the best analog among the stored sprawl of memories and knowledge. 
Based on that analogy, you ascribe meaning to the situation in front of you. So basically, we have two brains in our head, the conscious brain and the subconscious brain. Okay. When it comes to our intuition, the conscious brain works by storing explicit memories like the capital city of the state you live in or what you had for breakfast this morning or the name of your first grade teacher or the memory of your first kiss, conscious memories that you have. The conscious brain stores what most people have in mind when they think of memories. Mm -hmm. Now, the other brain in your head is the subconscious brain is like a supercomputer in your head. It stores what are called implicit memories or sometimes called procedural memories. Examples of procedural memories are tying your shoe, riding your bike, or knowing song lyrics. Like, you just know. Yeah, you just You don't have to think about it. You just know. Exactly. Song comes on, you sing it, you get on a bike, you know how to ride it. It's pretty simple stuff. So these memories are typically acquired through repetition and practice and are composed of automatic sensory motor behaviors that are so deeply embedded that we are no longer even aware of them. The subconscious brain is constantly picking up on everything around us and analyzing it based on what we already know. It recognizes things that our conscious mind doesn't and permanently stores memories of everything that's ever happened to you. Its main function is to store data and retrieve it whenever necessary. The subconscious brain is what we are actually referring to when we say our gut feelings or intuition. So your subconscious brain communicates with your conscious brain through emotions such as fear, uneasiness, and panic. Our emotions are our greatest survival tool. So-called hot emotions, such as surprise and disgust, are experienced instantaneously and powerfully. These emotions signal an imminent threat to our survival, which then initiates urgent action in response to its cause. Example, an attacker or rotten food that increase our chances of survival. In contrast, cool emotions, such as joy and love, typically take longer to be felt and are usually less intense initially because there isn't a pressing need to experience them strongly or right away. If you've ever felt uneasy or a sense of danger about a person or a situation, but you're unable to figure out why, that's your subconscious brain picking up on things that your conscious brain doesn't see and is trying to warn you. Okay. You following me? A little bit. I'm kind of overwhelmed, but that's okay. I have a gut feeling that you're going to get to the bottom of it. You may be in a situation and your subconscious brain has a memory of 15 years ago when you were in a similar situation and it turned out badly, but your conscious brain doesn't remember it. Or you run into somebody on the street and your subconscious brain recognizes that this person has the same facial expressions as Jeffrey Dahmer. The people Dahmer? The people Dahmer. (laughs) Sorry. So you get uneasy around them. You don't know why, but it's your subconscious brain pulling a memory of something you've seen or done in the past and relating it to your current situation. Okay, so a lot of time, what you're saying is like the gut feeling sometimes is they're kind of reacting together. Because what I looked at, it, it says that the stomach actually will work directly in some cases with the brain releasing serotonin, which causes the brain to react and say, hey, Pay attention here. There's some stuff going on you should know, which leads us back to the gut feeling, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So if 
I met somebody on the street that reminded me of some asshole I knew in middle school or high school, it might bring that to surface and that's where that comes from. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. I'm sorry to interrupt you. But, but you don't consciously know that that's the reason you're uncomfortable or don't like this person that you've just met. Yeah. It's like people, an unconscious thing. But yeah, when people say, I have a gut feeling, it, it, you're right. That does sound more like it's not so much of a direct feeling, but kind of a, yeah. So intuition comes from patterns we've identified in our past experiences. From the time we are born, we constantly seek out patterns in our environment. These patterns, once identified, get stored away in our long-term memory, which is where our subconscious brain. Uh-huh. The next time we detect one of these patterns or something similar, our brain finds it in the spreadsheet and delivers the corresponding data to us. When you experience an overwhelming gut feeling, your body is carrying out a primal response to subconscious information. Now, I want to tell our listeners about a book that I read twice. The first time I read it was a long time ago, probably like 12 years ago. I remember you telling me about reading this book because it was fresh in your mind still when we met. Yeah, and I read it again probably about a year or two ago. Mm -hmm. It's called The Gift of Fear, Survival Signals That Protect Us from Violence by Gavin DeBecker. So Gavin DeBecker is an American author and security specialist primarily for governments, large corporations, and public figures. And he wrote this book called The Gift of Fear. And it talks about how it talks about gut instincts and how we have fear and anxiety and intuition. And it talks about how our subconscious brain picks up on pre-incident indicators that tell us something is not right about a person or situation. Such as, just for example, too many details. If a person is lying, they will add excessive details to make themselves sound more credible. Or charm and niceness. This is being polite and friendly to a chosen victim in order to manipulate him or her by disarming their mistrust. So it's just a really great book. I wanted to mention it. I've read it twice. It's got a lot of great information about... Protecting yourself from violence and trusting your gut, trusting your intuition, trusting your fear. And Gavin DeBecker, along with the United States Marshal Service, designed the Mosaic Threat Assessment System. So the Mosaic is a method developed to assess and screen threats and inappropriate communications. It's an online assessment that's free and protects its user's identity. Yeah, and it, so this is, a, this is something they can go to, a website they can go to. And and this is important because if you're one of those people that are kind of in a relationship you're not sure about, or you got a friend that's in a relationship, have them go and check the site out. Yeah, it it's about I want to say forty questions, and takes about thirty minutes to go through the whole thing. I actually did it twice. Of course, because she's Lauren; she does everything. <laughs> well, I did it on a former partner of mine who was not a very nice person, and. From what I can remember, I answered the questions as honestly as I possibly could, and it came out as a 7 out of 10 likeliness for violence, even though it's been so many years and I haven't talked to this person in a lot of years. A lot of years. And the stories I heard, it's more like 10 out of 10. Well... (laughs) Hey, he was not a nice person, but he scored a seven out of seven. So then, of course, I went and did it 
with Ken. Oh, jeez. And the crazy thing is, he scored a five out of ten. Fifty percent. So hey, wait, isn't that a rapper? Fifty percent. No, that's fifty cent. Oh my bad. Oh, I saw fifty cent. You saw fifty percent. I saw fifty cent like a month ago. Oh, that's right when in you were in Toronto, Canada. So, anyway, this mosaic online assessment—it's free. It's really neat. It's really interesting. It asks all kinds of questions, like what time of year it is. All these questions are used to predict the possibility that somebody could be a threat. Well, can you can you tell us the website one more time so I can write it down? I want to check it out. It's uh, I don't know the exact website, but if you Google What's mosaic, it called? mosaic threat okay. assessment system, M O S A I C. Now, this is the one that was developed by the the, the author you're speaking of, or the book you yes. read. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's a, it's a gut- and it was you. It's used to screen threats to justices of the Supreme Court, members of Congress, senior officials at the CIA. Um, the Los Angeles County law enforcement agencies adopted Mosaic in 1997 to help police manage and reduce spousal abuse cases that might escalate to homicide. And who was the author? Gavin D. Becker. Now, would you say he's the creme de la creme? He is the creme de la creme. Oh, in third episode. Security specialties. <laughs> Sorry, folks. I had to do it to her. Oh, um, my gosh. But yeah, check it out because it's actually what she was describing to me and everything I've seen. It's pretty neat stuff. I mean... Because a lot of times, I think in situations where people find themselves, whether it's a relationship uh, or an environment, it's you're, you've got certain friends. And you don't have to be in a relationship to do this. I mean, you can, let's say, a friend that you're not sure of. Or uh, if you've got a group of friends and a new guy shows up and you you kind of like, man, I don't, something about this guy. Take the quiz and see, right? Yeah. Just answer it, Answer the questions as, as honestly, honestly as you as can. Possible. And it, it, it may not do anything for you, but ease your mind. Or it'll put you on a little bit better alert. And anyone knows that nowadays, if you can be put on a little higher alert with certain people, it's not a bad thing. I mean, because yeah. you really don't know. Uh, and what's the what's the one that the one that lady girl that you're friends with on Instagram that you guys talk all the time? Tara Tara Newell. That was Dirty oh, John. Oh, Tara Newell. Yeah. Dirty John. Yeah. That, that situation. I mean, had she known something ahead of time of this guy, or well, had everybody in that family? If you listen to the podcast, oh, Dirty man. John, everyone in that family knew there was something wrong, except for Deborah Newell, who was dating Dirty John. Exactly. Oh man, that was a shit show. So, but that's one of those things where, and, and if you've got, let's say, a friend that's in a relationship, and I'm not by any means trying to tell you, hey, you take this thing to heart, and it's 100 percent, because like Lauren said, it was five out of ten for me. But you might want to just kind of, maybe it'll ease your mind a little bit. If you've got a friend that's with someone, take the test and, and give it a shot. I think it, it might be worth it to, um, you know, like we do, investigate. Or, so. so when you do get a gut feeling, your body goes into fight or flight mode. So the fight or flight mode, which everyone knows, is one of those situations where you kind of get ramped up. Or, and you got you, you to gotta kind of make a quick decision. So let's picture you are, uh, how's the, what's the best way to put this? Let's picture that you are a bird and you're on a tree branch or you're a rabbit or you're an animal in a field. Better yet, you're a wildebeest, you're chilling out, you're by the lake. And I'm, you're not, I'm picturing this. Okay, she's, she's laid back, she's chilled, she's kind of got her eyes closed, the visual is great. And suddenly a lion appears. 
or a tiger appears, whatever it may be. You're in the jungle, you're a wildebeest or a deer, you're just kind of chilling out, you're having a little drink, you don't know, maybe nibble on some berries or something. This is a very detailed explanation. So I'm, well, I'm trying to set the scene because it's not, this is, fight or flight mode is not just set for humans. I mean, this is an animal instinct. It's, it's an I instinct. I live my whole life in fight or flight mode. It's called anxiety. Exactly. But what I'm saying is, <laughs> but not everybody has that. And in the animal kingdom, there are animals that do have that. And, you know, it's funny because you bring up, bring up anxiety, which we could do a whole other episode on, which we may at some point, but in the fight or flight. So you're a wildebeest, you're hanging out. There's a, there's 200 other wildebeest. Our wild dog beasts. Oliver has bad anxiety. He does. He's like a little bitch though. Go ahead and talk about the wildebeest. So the wildebeest, you're chilling out. There's 200 other wildebeest around and all of a sudden a lion or a tiger appears. Now you've got to decide, okay, am I going to fight this guy? Are we all going to fight or are we all going to run? Most cases, a wildebeest will run, so they'll flight. Now, um, I did some research, and I found this little thing at Harvard, and it's called basically like the stress response, and that's what it is. And that's the same thing that you get. So quickly, what happens is the wildebeest sees the tiger. Now, within a matter of about three seconds, his body will release chemicals into his system. His brain will pick them up. His brain will say, okay, we got to react. Now, once his brain reacts, it's going to look at the situation and say, okay, we don't have time to run. We can't run. We're not going to survive if we run. We got to fight. But then in some situations, it's going to say, okay, we got to go. Get out of here. Run. And that's where you find the fight or flight. Did you know that there's actually another F? Fight, flight, or freeze? Well, yeah. I, no. Most people don't freeze, though. Some, I guess some people do. Yeah. Some play people dead. Do. Play dead. Well, yeah. I mean, play possum. If you're a possum in the middle of the road, just play possum. Okay. Continue. Anyway, so now I, I, I checked this thing out. I found this, this, this website, and it's, uh, what's this called here? This is by Harvard Health Publishing. So you know this is good stuff. It's called Understanding the Stress Response. And the thing I found interesting, it says, um, basically, when someone experiences a stressful event, there's a section of the brain called the amygdala. It's an area of the brain that contributes to emotional processing. It sends the stress signal to the hypothalamus, which most people have heard of. Now, this area of the brain functions like a command center, and it communicates with the rest of the body through the nervous system so that the person has the energy to, to fight or flight. So even if you're tired, you're wore down, let's say you've been, you're this wildebeest and you guys have been trekking across the desert for three hours, you're getting a little drink, and you just now get a sip and you're tired. So this thing, like I said, acts the command center, and the brain communicates the rest of the body through the nervous system, and it controls that involuntary body function, the breathing, the blood pressure, heartbeat, the dilation, um, the constriction of key blood vessels, small airways of the lungs, bronchioles. Now, basically, the amygdala, I can't even say that right, my God. Now, it sends out a stress signal, so all of a sudden the lion shows up and activates what they call the sympathetic nervous system, and that sends a signal through the anatomic nerves to the adrenaline glands. Now, these glands respond and they pump hormone, the epinephrine, adrenaline for most people, into the bloodstream. Now, as the epinephrine circulates through the body, it brings on a number of psychological changes. So your, your heartbeat picks up and it starts pumping really fast. Now, it suddenly all, now that the heart's pumping really fast, it's pushing all this blood into your muscles, the heart, and all the vital organs. So it's prepping you and saying, okay, now we're going to get you ready to go. Now, your pulse rate and your, pre your blood pressure is going to obviously elevate because now you're pumping. And the person or the animal starts undergoing all these changes. You start breathing heavy. And so now you're, now you're breathing heavier, so your lungs are going to open up. 
And this way, the lungs can take in as much oxygen as possible. So now you can, that's where people start really getting pumped up. Now, the extra oxygen is sent to the brain, which increases. Now, the brain's getting all the oxygen. So now you're very alert. Now, your sight gets better because now your brain's getting more oxygen. Your hearing gets better because, of course, your, you know, your other senses, they become real sharp because everything's getting all the oxygen, all the blood that it needs. So you are basically at the top of your game, basically. Now, meanwhile, the epinephrine now, it triggers the release of all the blood sugars, glucose, fats from the temporary storage sites in the body. And these nutrients flood into the bloodstream and it supplies the energy to all of your body. So if you decide to flight, it gives you the energy, even though you're as tired as you can be, you wore down, to run and get the hell gone. Or it allows you to fight. So now you are prepared. So this is the fight or flight mechanism. So all this stuff here, you know, everything just ramps up. And it's funny because one little thing like epinephrine being released in the body, adrenaline, basically it heightens all of your senses, all of your strengths. And it brings out basically the best individual you can be for this scenario. So now, all these changes, they happen so quick you can't even, I mean, as fast as a fly can land and take off, it happens. And all the wiring in the brain is so efficient that it starts to cascade. And even before the brain's visual center has a chance to fully process what's going on, um, everything just comes together. And this is why people are, you got a car coming at you. Let's say you look over and you see a car coming. And all of a sudden, you just jump out of the way, and the car flies by, and you're like, holy shit, did you see that? That happened so quick, I didn't even realize it was happening. Because everything happens so fast that you just react, and it takes a second for the brain to react and realize, hey, holy shit, there was just a car that went by and almost hit us. Or, hey, there was a tiger there, and it almost bit me in the ass, but I'm a wildebeest, and I hauled ass. (laughs) Because a wildebeest is drinking water, looks up, sees a tiger, everything happens so fast, he takes off running, he catches up to the head of the pack, and he's gone. And so this is the situation where that fight or flight mechanism is, is, is amazing. And it's one of those things where it's tough to study. I mean, they know why it happens, but it, it, how people can, it's almost like it, it creates a superhuman or a super animal. And this is not just humans, but it's all animals that have this sort of reaction. And if you could just like bottle adrenaline, can you bottle? I guess you can, can't you? Not really. I don't think you can bottle adrenaline. Well, they did on that show. What was that movie where they were taking all the drugs? It, um, what? The, the, the movie where... Oh, shit. They, they were in the room and they took adrenaline. and They were... Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Oh, Yeah, okay. they, they, they took adrenaline. Oh, yeah, so, I guess you're right. Yeah, you're so, right. So, yeah, I guess, I guess you can, but it's one of those things where, like she said, you get the gut reaction. Now, the gut instinct... Your gut will actually release the serotonin, like I said before, which causes your brain. It creates this chemical reaction to make you more aware and more astute to what's going on. So that chemical reaction will cause you to be more aware. It it doesn't create the reactions of the fight or flight mechanism, but it will release the serotonin, which tells the brain, hey, we need to start paying attention. Something's not right here. It, It lets you know that something's not right and you're off. Okay. So, so, done with Ken's rant. According, back to gut reactions. Thank you for that explanation on fight or flight. And do, you, do you like my wildebeest example? Yes, Was that I good? did. That was okay, great. just checking. Now, according to an article I found in lonerwolf.com, there are seven gut instincts that you should never ignore. One, I'm in danger. Remember that your gut instincts reflect what your subconscious mind already knows. Although you may not be able to pinpoint exactly what the danger is, 
Listen to your inner warning. It could be the difference between life and death. Number two, they're in danger. Yes, you might sound like a lunatic. Yes, you might feel embarrassed or perplexed. But if you genuinely feel that someone is in danger, tell them. You have nothing to lose. You might just prevent the person from making a big mistake or endangering themselves. Number three, this isn't the right choice. If you get a strong and clear feeling that what you're doing isn't right, pay attention. Even if there's no moral or logical reason why you should feel that way, take heed. Four, I need help. Your gut instinct doesn't only warn you of danger, it also helps you to preserve your emotional well-being. If you receive a strong sensation that you need help, whether physically, emotionally, mentally, or spiritually, seek it out. Don't linger. Five, I need to help them. At some point in our lives, the overwhelming desire to help someone will arise. There may not be any rational reason why. The other person may appear to be perfectly fine on the surface, but don't let appearances deceive you. Have a conversation with the person. Ask them how they are. This might be this might make you feel vulnerable or uncomfortable, but you will at the very least make the person feel special and at the most potentially save their lives. So you're saying look for people that have a, a weird reaction. No. Okay. If you feel like someone needs help, help them. Okay. Six, something feels off in my body. Unless you're a hypochondriac, which is unlikely, your gut instincts rarely lie about the state of your health. If, you, if a sudden strong and clear desire arises to see a medical professional, do it. Get a full health assessment, and even if nothing comes up, feel proud of yourself for practicing self-care. And seven, this is it. Often when the perfect life calling, spiritual path, job, house, decision, option, etc. comes along, your gut instinct will immediately notify you. If you receive a strong and clear feeling that practically screams yes, don't ignore it. This is one of the most important reasons why it's essential to listen to your gut instinct. It could be the difference between making a life-fulfilling choice and a soul-starving decision. Yeah, so I, I, I guess I can understand that. I mean, you know the thing is about the particular gut feeling is when you talk about it, everyone knows what you're talking about. Everybody's had a gut feeling about something. Yeah. Everyone's had a gut Everyone feeling. Everyone has this. Exactly. Whether it be, should I buy this? Should I do that? Should I invest in this? Should I date this guy or this girl? Should I let my daughter date this guy or this girl or however? It, 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 it's been in everybody's life. And I think every day someone experiences some sort of thought process where they, they trust their gut on something. Mm -hmm. So anyway, and all this came about because of a post that Lauren made. Yep. So if you're not following us, you should. I'm sure all of our Patreons follow us, though. Patrons. No. Here's the deal. On the big show, I'm going to call you guys patrons. On this show, you're Patreons, just because it's cool. All right. So that's all we have on Gut Instinct. We just wanted to kind of put that out there. Okay. So, again, thanks for listening. To Paradise After Dark.